You're listening to Creative Pass with Contact, the podcast where we step off the beaten track to explore the ups and downs of being a creative. We're your hosts, Lara Chova and Sam Cole. And throughout this journey, people that inspire us will be letting us into their world to share their unique stories and experiences. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to episode four of Creative Paths. Today, we're joined by London-based photographer Laura Allard-Fleischel. Laura has worked for brands and individuals worldwide across the fashion and music industries. Thanks for joining us today, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. Let's start at the beginning. So how did you get into photography? I don't actually have any recollection of how I got into it to start with. I know when I was maybe about three years old, I got given a sort of big blue two-handled plastic camera film camera 35 millimeter with like two like eye holes that you peer through and sort of hold it up and that was my first sort of camera admittedly I wasn't good <laughs> but I've improved yeah I, I, I just I, I don't think there's been a time when I haven't been taking photos how did you decide that that was going to be the direction you check it like I didn't like I'm still like what the hell am I doing so when I was in New Zealand before I moved over here which was maybe nine eight nine years ago I was working as art direction at a modeling agency and I really enjoyed that because it meant that I got to do test trips with all the models and like all the international girls whenever they came through town because I'd take them out to beautiful New Zealand beaches and shoot with them there and I really enjoyed that side of it and didn't realize that photographer was a career or like a, a, a sort of something that you could sort of support yourself with so when I moved over to London, I started meeting with agencies again and tried to find a job sort of doing more art direction stuff. And I think one agent was like, well, what do you want to be doing? And I was like, well, I want to be taking photos of the girls. <laughs> she was like, why don't you just be a photographer? And so I just, I mean, I started off doing test shoots with models and that was how I sort of cut my teeth in London. But yeah, it's, it, it's all just sort of, spiraled from there and here I am (laughs) so what was the after all the test shoots and working with agencies what was like the first big job you kind of booked well I was really really lucky in the fact that people sort of started reaching out to me as opposed to me sort of having to hustle to people because I'm terrible terrible I still am like just useless at networking and like promoting myself like it's just something that it's so unnatural to me but I was really lucky I, I, I yeah people reached out to me I think my first larger job was um for Etra Cecile Kids which was also the first time I'd ever shot in the studio I think I went on country and found a woman with lights and went around to her place for like 15 minutes for like a crash course on how to use them because I was like yeah sure I can shoot in studios so I had a vague idea before I showed up but it was it was very very <laughs> disorganized and I was very underprepared but I'm still shooting for them today so obviously that's amazing I didn't let them down too much definitely you just kind of have to like fake it till you make it yeah sometimes oh my god it's 90% blagging isn't it yeah for sure so um I'm assuming you didn't have like a formal training in photography I didn't no I went to university in New Zealand and studied just the broadest degree that I possibly could it was something my parents always instilled in me to like go to university get an education so I I don't know how they genuinely feel about the outcome of that (laughs) but yeah I went to AUT and I studied communications and I majored in film production 
which, I mean, that's actually been kind of useful because now obviously you have to be so multifaceted as a creative. You can't just be a photographer or just be a filmmaker or like whatever. So kind of worked out well in the end. Um, and I am doing a lot more sort of moving image things now, but it wasn't like cool, creative filmmaking. It was like, here's an enormous camera take this to a remote island, do a three-day hike and promote it to the tourism board. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Very different to the world of fashion. Yeah. I think I, I was sort of placed in teams and I was placed in a team of heavy smokers and just huge equipment, enormous mountain in the middle of the water. <laughs> it wasn't easy, but we got there. <laughs> so how was that move into the fashion industry? Well, I mean around like the outside of that I'd been doing sort of more fashion things and fashion had always been something that had like interested me when I was younger living in a tiny little town and made a little crappy fashion blog (laughs) thought I was going to be a big shot and then yeah sort of when I studied my degree wasn't really fashion related but everything that I was doing sort of outside of that was and now ironically I'm sort of moving a bit away from that and enjoying more like music and talent and commercial jobs oh lord I need more commercial jobs in my life <laughs> definitely like that's where the big money is at right now, it? <laughs> definitely um so this is a question that is going to be like super useful for all our young female listeners obviously you started out quite young as a young female photographer how was it like being on set how were you treated how was your experience it was quite strange to begin with. I it didn't well, it didn't take long, but I did have to very quickly develop a macho director, do this, like really confident, like no you, you can't hesitate as a young female. Like the moment you do, people won't take you seriously. You have to go in there guns blazing. Especially I find if it's like a middle aged male client. Like you just have to work twice as hard in order to not be just sort of taken it's like yeah, it's a silly little wave of a camera like and especially when I sort of first started when I was a bit younger a bit, bit cuter I guess <laughs> I'd go in and like quite often immediately get directed to hair and makeup and I'd sort of have to be like no <laughs> this is my job <laughs> that's my direction you're looking at <laughs> so yeah which I mean obviously Either way, it's not an insult. Like you have to take it as like a little compliment. But yeah, it's it's definitely an assumption that if you're young and you're female, you're not actually in control of things. So I think that I've got a very different personality on jobs than I do in real life. <laughs> yeah. So um, what's an example of a job that you found you really had to like stand your ground? A couple of years ago, I shot a um, campaign for Smart Car in Johannesburg, and that was a huge production and we sort of we were shooting from 4 a.m in the morning well we woke up at 4 a.m got to like the locations we'd be shooting and then we'd sort of eventually wrap at like 11 p.m have a debrief have an hour of sleep and then get up the next day and do the same thing over and over the whole production got pushed back by a day partially because my visa didn't arrive on time (laughs) so I was already on the back foot there but um, because of that it meant that like I was there with the production team and like all the talent and everything like that but the actual car campaign sort of client didn't fly in until the second day of shooting and they were only there for one day as opposed to two which they originally were going to be there for and they were sort of flying out 
in the afternoon. So they were there and they really wanted to be seeing things happening, but we sort of found, or I found, that it was much better to shoot that early morning than give people a solid break, eat, sleep, do what you need to do, and then start off again in the afternoon. So when they arrived, everyone was just sleeping. (laughs) And they obviously didn't like the look of that. So I sort of had to say, I'd grab the guy and be like, look, this is why we're not shooting, and take him outside, grab two of the talent, go outside, take a couple of pictures, and be like, this is how horrible it looks in this light. These are the morning shots we've got. These are the afternoon shots. This is what we're shooting now. It's not worth it. You're not going to get gorgeous photos. It's going to look like a crappy stock photo. And they understood that. But it was after a bit of sort of stomping around and going, what the hell's going on? (laughs) Definitely. Like, especially if you're not a super confident person to start with, it's super hard to, like, actually go and tell Pull on your big boots. Exactly. To this, like, big CEO figure. Definitely. This is what we're doing. This is my choice. That's why. Listen to me. Definitely. So um, you photograph, you've basically shot worldwide. So what kind of other jobs have you done and where? Well, I mean, I've shot quite a bit through America. I mean, I'd love, as I said again, to get like a good commercial campaign somewhere in America because there's just so much variation in like landscape. I love the desert. I love LA. I love the light. Like, oh, you just don't get good light in London. It's true. <laughs> like, I mean, I love seaside shoots here, but... In London, it's just so bloody difficult, and I love a location. So I really enjoy shooting in America. I've done a few shoots there out in Mojave City, and it's like out in the Mojave Desert, and it's this just really weird little town, and it's so beautiful to me, and everything's like dusty and dry, and there's like there's this military store, and it's always got this huge banner outside that says End of the World Sale. And it's just, it's a lot of doomsday preppers, but shot through there a lot. And I've done a lot of sort of, I always hire a car and then just sort of do a lot of more sort of like personal projects with people that I meet and like places that I go. And I love doing that. I can't wait, can't wait until this whole situation is over and we can travel again. I can do more of that. Yeah. And then I've sort of done the same thing in New Zealand because obviously that's where I'm from I haven't been back in about four years, but last time I was there, I grabbed friends in a car and went out to the beaches and just shot. So nice. So nice to have that freedom. Definitely. (laughs) Um, I would love to talk a bit about your move into like away from fashion and into music. Who have you worked with recently that's inspired you? I mean, that's just something that's happened really organically as well. I think more sort of through magazines who have been like, sort of shooting fashion editorials for her, and then they've sort of reached out and be like, hey, by the way, actually, can you shoot this person? Shot with Rina Sawayama for Gay Times a little while ago for the cover, and I would love to shoot with her again. She's just so cool, and her style is amazing, and she's, I mean, I really wish that we pushed a bit further with that shoot because she was so keen to, but I felt like, I don't know, I feel like I could have done more, but she's amazing. Anyway, I love her. Shot a lot with Harris Reed, who's probably one of my favourite people in the entire world to shoot with. We shot, the first shoot we did was for Sorbet magazine, and it was a Gucci feature, and so they had the Gucci representatives there and the most amazing clothing, and it was in this bingo hall, and we had, like, hired extras to play bingo in the background. Wow. And all my cameras broke at once. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Every single one of them broke. 
<laughs> I was you? so flustered. I was like, guys, so I've had a look around. I actually think it's going to look better on this camera. <laughs> oh, I just had to fake it. No, I mean, I was talking to Harris about it afterwards. And he was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot that even happened. Like, I didn't even realise. So I think I must have covered it well. And the pictures turned out great and everyone loved them. But I was a wreck that day. I was just so stressed. But, you know, the outcome was fine. And I've worked with him a lot ever since. I worked for him. We shot a Gay Times cover together. And then I've done a lot of sort of personal portraits. We shot his candle collection together. And then I've shot a lot with Harris and I love doing so. So I always enjoy that because you sort of get to know someone and you get to like evolve with them and yeah, sort of like music and artists and creatives I, I really, really enjoy working with. Then shot with Black Honey recently and I'm really excited to shoot with them more as well just because they've got such fantastic creative vision and direction and it's really fun and playful and I think London can be really serious in terms of creative direction so it's nice to do something that's a bit light and fun. And I was talking with Izzy from Black Honey about doing sort of more personal project with her and a few other female artists, which again, when things open up again, it would just be really fun. So we've got a few questions that we ask all our guests on the podcast. So the first one is, what's one dream collaboration and why? Um, I would love to shoot a travel campaign for Anywhere Warm. I would like to collaborate with Hawaii. I would like to collaborate with Vanuatu. I would like to collaborate with anywhere just cute and warm and tropical and nice. (laughs) Definitely. I won't. I feel like the why is pretty self-explanatory. And what's one piece of advice that you'd offer your a young self or a young creative? Oh, that's so tough. Like collaborate with people. Work with people more. I think in New Zealand there's a sort of anti-collaboration attitude. I think maybe it's changed now, but I know growing up everyone's very secretive and they're like, don't look at me or look at my work. It's mine. (laughs) Over here, yeah, it's so important to collaborate and be open to working with lots of people. And the last question is what's one goal that you have set for yourself? More commercial money jobs, please. I'm manifesting it. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you so much. That was fun. That wasn't as scary as I thought. It's been really nice to have you talking about like the organic movement to music and everything. Well, I hope that I hope that it's interesting to people listening. You can keep up to date with Laura's work on Instagram at Laura Allard Fleischel. At Contact, we're building a platform that helps creative talent get more work and makes it easier for those looking for creative talent to find great people to work with. Our current product caters exclusively to models, but over the next year or so, we're expanding out to let anyone who works in the creative industries, such as photographers, directors and makeup artists, to get booked through Contact. You can find and book talent and visit our blog backstage online at contact.xyz. To stay up to date with everything happening at Contact, Follow us on Instagram at contact.xyz and contact.models. On TikTok at contactxyz and Twitter at contact underscore xyz.